0: do you have an entrepreneurial spirit are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old outdated ones if so then this is the show for you hosted by me jimmy gonzalez and Devon Watts, two business startup coaches on with the knowledge that financial independence equals social independence. And our mission is to help you not just start a business, but scale it and keep it by providing the X's and O's of business creation and expansion. So join us as we share our experiences, tell stories of entrepreneurial success and failures, and break down lessons learned from sports entertainment. But Don't worry, this is not a sports podcast. This is an uncompromising entrepreneur podcast. Welcome back to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, presented to you by the Uncompromising Coaching Group. As always, this is Coach Jimmy G, and I am joined by my co-host, Devon Anthony Watts, Jr., aka Leadership Dose. What's good?
1: What's up, y'all? It is great to be back south and warm. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yes we, from we will
0: get into that this is episode 72 y'all we're episode 72 and number two uh within this uh, new season season four so again, okay, we're happy yes to be getting going getting a rhythm uh and just getting back into the swing of things uh i was you know we talked about it on the last episode we didn't get it into heavy heavy but that was probably I think the longest stretch out of this last year and a half that we really went without having any conversations. Like we were texting and stuff, but like we didn't really talk. We didn't talk until yeah, that is true. We, we got ready to, to start day. planning, yeah, <laughs> and, and you know planning for uh, this new year, for this new season, uh, and then getting ready for you know kind of pre pre planning for that first episode. So um, yeah, we're happy to be back, y'all, of course. Uh, we mentioned that, and I don't know, just got to say it again because it, it feels good. It feels good feels to be back in the chair and on the mic and, again, chopping it up with Devon. Uh, uh, uh. Yes, sir. Um, so for our new listeners, thank you. We appreciate you checking us out. For our loyal listeners, again, uh, like this episode, review it. If you are listening on Spotify, make sure you can now leave us a review, preferably a five-star review on Spotify. If you haven't done so already, again, make sure to go do that. We would appreciate that very, very much. Uh, leave a comment. Let us know what you think about the uh, this episode as we get into episode 72 and the different uh, topics that we're going to be discussing today uh, and really just revolving around letting go to grow. Uh, before we get into the meat of the conversation, uh, Devon was just alluding to kind of being back in warm weather. So I know uh, you we're surprised with a really, really, really nice Christmas gift, uh, by mommy Gab's, And what, what was the gift, bro?
1: Yeah. So, uh, Gabriella took care of me, man, and, uh, ended up, uh, booking a trip and experience to go check out the Minnesota Vikings play in their home stadium for the last game of the season, which happened to be against the Chicago bears, which is her favorite team. And since she, uh, you know, has spent, you know, um, was, you know, raised for for a pretty good period of time in Chicago. Um and so yeah, man, so that that was a super vibe. Like I've checked out the Vikes before I got to see him play um, against Tampa a couple of years back. That was a great experience. I went with my parents, my mom's a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan, so that was great just be able to talk trash um around all the Tampa Bay fans and meeting, yeah. like three other Vikings fans and us to walk away from the win. But nothing, nothing compares to the experience of watching your team in their home stadium just being surrounded by other vikings fans it's a vibe so yeah man i, I had a blast outside of the again the frigid weather because like i said we got there was zero degrees that day and then um, when i left it was negative five degrees um but the time spent in the stadium was super super dope um we walked away with the win even though it didn't look like that at halftime we were behind and Gabriella was running her mouth, like, man, I don't want you to come out in Minnesota just to see a louse. And I'm like, man, relax. There's still a whole nother half. Uh, and so uh, I, almost I think it to was... you
0: as well, but I figured you was really nah. saying, I didn't <laughs> want to mess with you. Still.
1: I-, I left you alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, I think it was like, um, you know, 17, 17 to 3 or close to 17 to 3 at half. Um, and then, yeah, second half, we came in, we did our thing. And so I was super, super excited about that but even happier to finally get back to Florida and get to some, some warmer weather. um. But yeah, man, I had people, you know, give me a little bit of static too. Cause like I went up there to watch him win and then leave. And then shortly after that, you know, our head coach and our GM got fired. So I, i Flew back on Monday. Yeah, on Monday. The Monday. Oh, that yes, what it
0: is it's typically called in in the NFL world? Black Monday. So, yeah. uh, for any any of our listeners out there that uh, maybe not up on that, typically on the this, this past weekend was the last regular season game, uh, regular weekend, uh, regular season weekend for the NFL. And typically Black Monday means there's some coaches and GMs that are losing their jobs, and your team happened to be one of them.
1: After yeah, winter. but. After a win. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, Gabriella was talking about it. I like, man, I'll just want you know, get rid of the coach and the GM. Like, well, yeah, I kind of saw that coming because the, the bar for success was a lot higher than just, you know, finishing barely above 500, um, for the season. Um, and you know, ultimately, I mean, he had been with the organization, um, Zimmer for eight years, I think, uh, Spielman, who's our GM, he was there for like 10 years, who was our GM. He was there for about 10 years. But, um, you know, you had ample opportunity to build this thing out and to build it success- to, you know, be successful. Um and here in these last four years you fell short. We right? had one playoff appearance in the last four ye- four years, barely above 500. Even though you walked away with a winning record, we just had a lot of things that didn't pan out. So I wasn't completely surprised. I was expecting it. Matter of fact, when we were in the stadium, you had people randomly, especially in the first half, like starting chance fires, Emmer, tch, 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 and all that <laughs> stuff, right? Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of expected coming. Um, and it kind of actually made me think about you know what we were prepared to speak to uh, to our audience about the importance of letting go in order to grow because we've been going through this exercise of talking about how do you turn your resolutions into results and um, if you listen to our last episode what we really broke down was the importance of taking stock of your prior years performance that means the wins and the failures starting to do your goal setting starting to do your game planning starting to put those things together and you know realistically as you go through that process you may start to realize that there's some things that you need to do differently or let go of in order to really unlock the next level of growth or potential for your business Mm -hmm. and so black monday represents that for a lot of a lot of teams in the league it's making that decision to say we got to let go of the coach we got to let go of the gm we got to let go of folks that have been driving the organization and the organizational vision for x amount of years in order to really grow, um, and so the Vikings actually um, did that, um, and they weren't the only ones. Um, Brian Flores for the Miami Dolphins—that one actually fr- surprised me a little. That was yeah, very cause I, surprising, yeah, yeah. Because I think he actually overperformed, to be honest with you. i um, given the Dolphins roster and, and all that other good stuff, um, but Matt Nagy, who's a coach for Chicago Bears, that didn't surprise me. They're uber trash. Um, we just got you know the news about your boy Joe Judge, mm-hmm. the Giants. That was you know, probably uh, overdue as you guys move on to trying to re- uh, reclaim that greatness that you had before. Um, but, yeah, you just ha- you know, have, you know, a litany of examples in the sports, uh, the sports world. And again, this is not a sports podcast. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 but a litany of examples in the sports world that just kind of support. Um, underscored the importance of being able to let go um, to grow. And it was funny, too, man, because I was thinking, like, even the parallels there, you know, we never really talked about the the rationale behind it. But we just kind of aligned to the fact that we were going to break down the podcast into seasons. And I know if you guys listen, that's actually not par for the course when you look at other podcasts out there like. Most of them, they just start and then they just keep going continuously and they keep running up the numbers, run up the numbers, but they don't really break it down into seasons or break it down into themes and stuff like that. I think that definitely makes us unique. Um, but when I had to really think back and reflect on it, I think, honestly, it's because of our background in sports and understanding the importance of sports and understanding that there have you you have to be able to have an offseason to kind of, you know, retool. Uh, take stock and then determine what you're going to get after next season, regardless if you won won the ring the prior season or if you finished, you know, with a losing record. Right? That offseason is that clean slate to say, all right, we're coming back to it. We're coming back to the game, back to the drawing board. We retooled and now we're ready to get after it and try and win with some type of urgency and tenacity now. Um, and that just happens to align with how we approach kind of our our goal setting and planning approach um when it comes to our business because right we have our year we take stock of that prior year we assess what worked well what didn't work well and then we game plan and we retool and we jump into it man so um it just seems fitting right and uh, unfortunately for us our black mondays at the end of our season don't uh consist of uh, any organizational changes uh but it is a lot of you know, refining the vision, refining the strategy, refining what our approach is going to be the next season and uh, maybe, you know, uh, making some uh, cuts uh, in terms of uh, resources, tools, equipment, whatever the case may be, as we pursue growing this business and creating the best product possible for our listeners out there. So, uh, yeah, man, coming off of Black Monday and just kind of what we wanted to talk about Um yeah, you know, I, I really wanted to, you know, leverage some of that and, you know, just kind of dive into, um, you know, what we can learn about letting go to grow.
0: Yeah. The one spin that just came to me as you were saying that is, I mean, you're right. It wasn't it was intentional at the moment once we decided that the beginning of that process, we did not have that thought of having seasons. We were getting too, you know, close to the holidays. and As we discussed it, we just felt like it was the right thing to do. But even now, as we just ended season three, and you know, for those that are follow us, if you don't uh, are not following us on our social media platforms, again, you can find us uh, on Instagram, on Twitter, uh, or TikTok, of course, on Facebook as well. Uh, but you haven't really seen us on social media either. And I think it was important, as much as we love doing what we do. Like we had to let it go for a little bit so that we can grow. Like we needed to, mm-hmm. to replenish. We needed to, to plan. We needed to go through our processes. It was important for us to spend time with our family. Now, from a business perspective, you just can't. As an entrepreneur, you just can't shut down the doors. There is something to be said, though, about letting go of certain tasks and responsibilities. We've talked often about learning how to delegate uh, and, and going Mm. through those processes, Mm. you know, using tools, whether it's virtual assistants, allowing yourself to let go of some of the other things that you're doing so that you can grow as a leader, as an entrepreneur, and so that your business can grow. Uh, So again, that is really going to be, you know, our, our, the main, the main, focus for today is just that, you know, letting go of certain things so that you can grow, so that your business can grow as well. Um, the other thing that that kind of sparked, you know, our interest in, in getting into this topic was a situation that happened recently with uh, another podcast, great podcast, I Am Athlete. Uh, Yeah, which is a a podcast with a a few different um, past NFL players, uh, Fred Taylor, uh, Brandon Marshall. Uh, You guys, if you're a new listener, again, we appreciate you uh, checking us out and listening to us. You can go back to episode 36, which was in season two, uh, where you'll see um, Brandon Marshall's face on the cover of that particular episode and we are just in that particular episode, we were talking about your inner circle and just how important it is to make sure you have the right people in your inner circle. And sometimes you got to let people go. Feed I them with a long him, spoon bro. was the name of that episode. Oh. Feed them with a long spoon. Oh,
1: these boys be, uh, these boys be having vision when they craft these uh, podcasts. I got to give us some, some, some kudos.
0: <laughs> we, we, we do a little stuff, son. Hopefully somebody, you know, one day, man, it's, it's not about that, but we'll get some flowers. Uh that this particular podcast is now breaking up. Um, and, you know, I've done a little bit of research, but I know you kind of put me onto the situation and we've been having some conversations. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about what you've learned, uh, again, specifically about the, the break of the podcast and some of the details that you were sharing with me earlier. And again, just you know, focusing on that whole premise of letting go to grow.
1: Yeah. So, um, first thing I would just give them a little bit of kudos is the, the way that they facilitated the breakup or they facilitated kind of winding the podcast down and transitioning and going their own separate ways. Um, it wasn't messy. It wasn't ugly or anything like that. They actually ended up having a podcast episode where they talked about it as a group, um, which is also really smart business (laughs) because obviously, you know, if you want to control the narrative and, um, you know, really maximize the engagement and the exposure that you potentially get from news breaking like this, like you want to do it on your own terms. Yeah. So I give them my hats off to them for that. But ultimately what it came down to, man, is that they were going through the, um, the negotiation process and actually working a little bit backwards. So they started to really focus on the fundamentals of the business that they've been, they've built, right. They've built this platform, but they didn't really have their business in order. All right, and initially this was uh, Brandon Marshall and Fred Taylor's baby. They bought on Channing Crowder. Um, obviously they bought on uh, Chad Cinco. They started to have different guests, and it really blew up over the you know over the course of the pandemic as folks got to have an inside look into how some of these athletes that we idolize truly think, act in terms of unfiltered and how they express themselves. And um, I think that's what really resonated with folks is the authenticity of the interaction that they had and the things that they would talk about from business to fatherhood, to performing, to failing to perform, to navigating life while I'm also wearing this hat as being a public figure. Um, It was just really compelling content. Well, it caught on like fire. They, they found an inordinate amount of success. I'm talking about, like, if you look at their YouTube, like 66 million views mm-hmm. on their content. Um, we're talking about big boy numbers um, in terms of just engagement and uh, folks consuming. And so now they said, oh, man, well, we built something great. We need to make sure that the business is a one. And it's at that point that friction arose because now you have people who have different um, different assessments of their value that they bring to the entity um, and not just that. Right. Um, but then also you have maybe conflicting perspectives around um, creative direction. Right. Where do we go from here? We've established this platform. This is what we've been doing in order to build what has been ultimately successful, but. How do we, how do we evolve that? Do we keep doubling down? Do we do something different? Do we pivot? What type of content do we need to start bringing on more guests? Do we need to keep it exclusively us? And just, you know, kind of that, 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 um, raw unfiltered, um, feel all of those things. And ultimately it came down to Fred Taylor and Channing Crowder, um, you know, having some creative differences with Brandon Marshall and, uh, Ocho Cinco and saying, Hey, we're going to, we're not going to continue to do this podcast. We're going to go and start our own thing. And they actually ended up, you know, start, um, they actually launched their podcast, the pivot podcast is what they call it. The pivot, um, where it'll be, um, Fred Taylor, Channing Crowder and Ryan Clark And their first episode dropped. I want to say maybe a week after the, their episode with I am athlete saying, Hey, we're doing the breakup. Um, And their first guest was actually Chad Otracinco, which was dope, uh, which was was super dope. But you have there a perfect example of these parties saying, hey, in order for us to grow and realize the next level of success for what we're building and what we've envisioned, we have to let go. We have to let go of this partnership. We have to let go of what we've been building because it needs to take on a different form. Um, and so obviously, you know, between that, the timing of that, I think I got the, we got the news of that, like right before the, uh, like the last games of the season and then black Monday, like it was just, it just seemed all, um, serendipitous that like letting go to grow and these examples that we're getting hit over the head with, we got to break down for our uncompromising listeners out there to say, well, what can we learn from these experiences, whether it's black Monday, whether it's how they navigated this decision to break up the I am athlete podcast and apply that to your business and apply that to what you've been building. And how do you know when it's the right time to let go? And I'm not saying let go of your entire business vision. That's not what we're talking about here, but we're talking about letting go of maybe the relationships, maybe the processes, maybe the resources, maybe the the direction that you initially started the business in to pivot to something different. That's going to help you unlock that next level of success that ultimately you've been, that's been eluding you, right. That's been eluding you. Um, and so that's what we really want to spend some time, just kind of chopping it up and and breaking it down. Now I know, um, you got a chance to, to check out the clip. What is your initial thoughts, man, on just first and foremost, how they navigated that discussion. And then two, um, you know, kind of Fred Taylor's, rationale and explanation of how he came to that, con- that conclusion
0: so i i did not see the clip or that episode of of them kind of you know, having that, that that last episode of them discussing it um there was a video of fred taylor that i watched and, and then on the article one thing that that stuck out to me He said, you know, I believe, again, this is Fred Taylor, former running back within the NFL. I believe us as black men, as businessmen in our own right, I think we dropped the ball in a sense because we didn't have the business completely buttoned up. Mm. And he he goes on to say uh, we were, you know, we were out having fun. Man, just making magic conversations, everyday locker room stuff, experiences in the midst of all that, we didn't buckle up the business. So when it came time to do the business part, which, you know, kind of what you were just talking to as well, you know, there was some pushback, some other stuff, it just didn't add up. And to me, that, you know, that really starts getting me thinking about just being prepared for for success and for your business to pop. Um, Sometimes we start things that maybe it's just a side hustle or just a passion. You know, I I do appreciate the fact that we we early on we started the the podcast, Legacy and Leadership Podcast. It wasn't about business. It wasn't about uh, really anything else than us being able to teach, being able to coach through this platform, leaving a legacy of conversation that you and I are having about leadership that we can lead for our kids, uh, God willing grandkids and such. Uh, but we, we got to a point early where, all right, this one, we enjoy what we're doing. We have a passion for this. This actually can can be something. And mm-hmm. you know, we quickly started a business and, and started going down down that route. So even though we didn't have, you know, the full picture was there and we've been evolving and working through it, but we started that process of buttoning things up very, very quickly. Um, and I just think it's it's important, especially when you're talking about friendships, partnerships to, to do your best to have at least some type of, of tough conversations if that's what it needs to be, but just some agreement that this is what we're doing, but even, hey, if this does happen, how are we going to handle that in the future? Uh and especially when you're talking about business, it reminds me of our last season, uh episode uh sixty-one when we had Alan, Alan C. Paul on there, mm-hmm. uh one of our mm-hmm. guests, and he said uh, to quote him, prepare for the best, because if the best comes and you're not ready, it's literally as if the best never showed up.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and Golden nuggets.
0: Yeah, I mean, but that you know that again just reminds me of of just those premises, man. Just being ready for success, you know. Sometimes, yeah, you want to plan for the worst for sure, uh, but go into it with a level of confidence, and more importantly, from a business sense, making sure that you have everything buttoned up so you don't get into you know seemingly the situation that Fred Taylor and and these gentlemen have gotten themselves into, where because they didn't have it buttoned up in the beginning, maybe they didn't agree on exactly you know they didn't agree on um kind of the, the creative thoughts and ideas and where they wanted us to go when it really came down time to, to jump into it now right, we, we see that we're going in different directions so we have to pivot it is i think ultimately what you know led to him even naming the podcast
1: that. podcast that yeah. oh yeah i'm pivoting here right <laughs> um which uh Kudos to him for taking ownership of that. You know what I mean? We'll see how trend, uh how catchy it is. Is not the first thing that comes to mind, um, in terms of like powerful branding and marketing. But if it's tra- if it's you know, um, a form of a transition, and then hey, we're gonna you know name this podcast later or, or you know update it or something like that. More power to him. So, um, but what I appreciate you doing actually, man, is actually reminding me about like how the hell do we even get here? You <clears> know <throat> what I mean? Like, cause you're right. When we started this, it was just all right, bro, the Rona is Ronan and we don't know how long this is going to last or whatnot. I had to relocate my entire family and like, how do we stay connected? How do we start cataloging and capturing the discussions we've been having over a decade and putting them in this long format for others out there to consume that may be looking for a way to navigate and learn and more importantly for you know our, the generations to come after us to see, hey, this is what you know, pops in them was about, you know, um, but you're right that as traction started to pick up, we did have a point where we said we had the conversation. All right. So where do you see this going? Like, I think I recall you even saying that, like, hey, so like, what are your thoughts? Like, where do you see this going like? What do you see this? Co- what do you what do you see this potentially being? like, is it just a podcast? Is it, you know, this, um, this, you know, coaching business concept. And like, we had that discussion, we had that discussion and where we reconciled, um, you know, kind of your goals, my goals, we got clarity on things. We got alignment so that we knew we were pulling in the same direction. Right. And funny enough about, you know, with that, you know, we talk about like preparing for when the best comes or being a, a and you know, you, we've said this time and time again, like being a good steward over a little mm-hmm. because, you know, in preparation for a lot, that's how you end up making sure that you, you know, you're prepared for a lot. I think we had that discussion. No lie. Um, we had that discussion probably about maybe six months into the launch of the podcast. Um, we had started the process of filing all the necessary paperwork in order to make the business a one. We got um, business plan written up. We had first drafts. We had um, ownership allocation all buttoned up and done. All of these things, right? And I think at the time we had less than a, a thousand total downloads, right? But we knew, hey, we're gonna we're gonna keep working. Like we're gonna keep growing this thing, and the bus- the podcast, the business is gonna pop off. But we need to have our ducks in a row now. We can't wait until it pops off to then try and scramble and figure out how do we get our business done right? So we did that. And in the next 12 months, right? the next 12 months, we ended up adding tens of thousands of downloads. We ended up adding another two seasons. We ended up mm-hmm. getting our first paid coaching gigs like. All of these things happened over the course of that next six and 12 months that if we had not had the business buttoned up in a like a one like business accounts and all this other stuff and billing processes and um, course content crafted and all of that stuff. Like. We would have been in a bad spot had those people come to us then and said, hey, you know, um, I want to sign up for, um, you know, coaching, you know, um, uh, coaching sessions. Um, specific around goal setting or, hey, I need you to come and speak to this uh, enterprise group to talk about navigating change um, as a business and what that means and how do you lead through that effectively or um, when, po- you know, our, our podcast distributor approached us and said, hey, we want to um, spotlight feature, you know, kind of what you guys have been building and what you're doing um, and highlight that and give you front billing on our, our uh, podcast platform for you know business and entrepreneurship um because we we like what you've been building here like if we had not made sure that everything was a1 we would not have been prepared for that level of success and so i agree with you that's definitely one of the lessons um that that has come from that experience with i am athlete podcast is the importance of like making sure that you have those difficult conversations that you make sure your business is buttoned up and you're prepared for when the best comes cuz again if you're not it's almost like the best never came in the first place. Shout out, um, Alan C Paul, um, again for that nugget. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other thing that actually came to mind too, um, from that, that situation and, you know, just kind of hearing. So watching the clip and hearing him talk through it is. I applaud, I applaud Fred Taylor's, um, a firmness and, the value that he feels he brings to the table, right? Cause I would say that for a lot of our entrepreneurs are out there that are out there, that's a difficult position to be in. If you're talking to, you know, if you're in the, pro- the process of actively negotiating your ownership, share of something that you've built from zero to 66 million views. And it is a, uh, platform a podcast that is at the zenith right now of its popularity it doesn't look like it's slowing down and you guys are only still figuring out like kind of your your rhythm your cadence like you haven't gotten to your your best products yet and so the upside is tremendous to be able to leave that type of uh, circumstance and say because the business is not right, because the business doesn't reflect my value, because um, creatively, I want to go in a different direction. I'm not just doing this to do this. And that reminds me of, again, what we've talked about all along, where how every opportunity that comes across your plate may not be the right opportunity for you to do. Right. Just because it's a good one doesn't mean it's a right one. There's a difference. There's a difference. And the only way you know that is by being affirmed in your vision, being affirmed in kind of your, your niche and having clarity of purpose to be able to make those decisions. Right. So, um, I'm curious, like from, from your perspective, like we're talking to our entrepreneurs, right. Um, our listeners out there and they're telling themselves, like, all right, I've made the decision to pivot like for a tailor. Like how do I navigate pivoting in strategy approach? Or how do I even know if a pivot is appropriate, like for my business? Like where do wh- where would we what would you advise them to even get started?
0: One of the things that's so funny, man, going back to uh to season two, you know, we talked a lot about again your inner circle and wise counsel. You may mm-hmm. not be, you know, the one of the luxuries or benefits that you and I have is that, you know, we were able to bounce ideas off of each other, Uh, but we still have people that are in our inner circle that we look to, to, to then, you know, take it to them as well and ask ideas. Uh, You mentioned your pops earlier. You know, we talk to our dads a lot about what we do. Um, uh, Obviously the wife and Gabby and, and, you know, there's people that we, we relate information to, to, to see, all right, this is what we're thinking about. What are your thoughts on that? Please give us some feedback. Again, we've, you know, uh, reached out to different coaches. We talked about pivoting. And one thing I want to say is getting back to what you were saying about us, you know, going through that process of making sure that our business was buttoned up. I do think that that is one of the reasons why it was it was simple. I'm not going to say easy, but it was fairly simple for us. At least to make the decision to pivot from legacy and leadership to the uncompromising entrepreneur podcast mm, which was big. Point. after i mean we hadn't blown up or anything we said blowing up i mean we we're just you know two podcast guys trying to do our thing but we had you know we had a a, a level of success that we were happy with as as a new podcast and taking that momentum that we had built and deciding to pivot and change the branding, change the colors, mm. change the name, all of those things. Mm. But even as we were going through that process, we spoke to other coaches. We spoke to people that we trusted, you know, their opinion and, and the value that they bring to the table. Uh, You know, again, these were people that we then brought onto the podcast as yes, guests. I think about Kurt, I think about uh Lewis and again, people that, are experts in their own right. And we sought their opinion and their advice. So I I would say to me, that is the first thing. If you don't have a partner, again, make sure that you have a good inner circle of people that you can trust to bounce ideas off of or have a coach or be a part of a community like the uncompromising community that we have on Patreon where you can be around other entrepreneurs where you can share these thoughts and ideas with. Now, you don't wanna put all your, your business out there sometimes. But if you're, you know, within a community perspective, you may have one or two people that you grow close relationships with. And again, just having a, a source of people that you can go and bounce those ideas off of. To so me, that's number one. Is making sure that you do that. Um, I think you said it earlier too, you know, is is this pivot, is this change that I'm thinking about, is it is it aligned with my values, and the vision that I have for the direction of this business and where we're trying to go? Um, and I'm, am I doing it because I really feel like it's the right thing to do? I've sought wise counsel, or am I being maybe pressured you know, by other people and, and listening to them, or I'm viewing other people and I'm spending time... You know, looking at other folks more than I am spending time on my own business, and I think that's what I should be doing. So that's why I'm making these decisions. So I think it's you know checking yourself and checking your your reasoning for making these decisions, and just making sure that those those reasons are are pure. You know, as to mm-hmm. why you're, you're you're doing that. So I think those are really two important places to start. Which gets back to your why and your purpose of, of what you're doing and what you're trying to bring to your customers, clients, community, whatever it is that you're you're this tribe that you're building that you're looking
1: to serve. Yeah, actually, what I appreciate, too, is you reminded me the fact that, like, when we when we talk about, um, you know, we talk about it, we give advice and we're kind of sharing perspectives on things like, you know, every opportunity that comes across may be good, but it may not be right for you. Like, we're not just giving you guys You know, our listeners out there, cliches and things that we've Googled and looked up. These are decisions that we've had to make as entrepreneurs, as we've built our business, like going back to that pivot from legacy and leadership to uncompromising entrepreneur. As we initially started seeking out some feedback, there were folks out there that were advising us to double down on going the um, corporate enterprise route and focusing specifically on working with business, given the breadth of experience that you and I have across operations, across uh, learning development, across um, you know process improvement, continuous improvement, like all of these different things that we've been able to do in some of these corporate spaces, that folks were like, "Bro, man, just go after all these businesses, and uh, you can you know easy you know you can talk, you can show up to a couple of conferences, and that you start getting on the the, the the circuit, and boom, you in, you plugged in." Right. You start making money like you guys are ready to go for that. And while it's a good opportunity, it was a good opportunity. It wasn't the right opportunity because we understood what our purpose and our calling was. Our purpose was not to contribute more to the success of some of these large corporations that already have the resources available to grow their business and are honestly not concerned about the legacy Of the individuals that contribute to driving the business for. They're concerned about the bottom line and the profits to their shareholders. And look, we are definitely not besmirching that. Like, that's what, you know, capitalism and and business is built on. But we also have no false, um, you know, expectation or we don't romanticize a relationship that, you know, a corporation may have with its employees. Like, we understand that. At the end of the day, you treat people fairly, but it will always come down to a financial decision every single time, right? And so we knew that that didn't serve our purpose. That's not who we're trying to help and They don't need no help from us. There's plenty of folks that are serving that group. Who's out here serving these entrepreneurs that have bet on themselves, that have started to try and build something for their families, that are going out of their way to try and reclaim their entrepreneurial birthright and need access to those resources, that guidance, that voice that can say, hey, let me give you the skills, the guidance, the tools, the the, the the resources, the support to be able to unlock that next level of success. That is who we're called to serve. And so, yeah, this is the easy money play, but this isn't this is a good play, but it ain't the right play. And so I think that's a great call out for entrepreneurs out there is that as you're going through that process of determining, like, is now the right time to, to pivot or or how do I execute on the pivot? It does start with reorienting yourself to your purpose and your vision. First and foremost, the second thing is going back to um our first episode with State of the Union for season four. And we talked about the importance of the planning process <coughs> team uh, you know, we're saying that for a reason. Right. We're saying that for a reason. And it's not because we want you to check the box and say, I did my goal, my goal setting for uh 2022. All right. Yeah, it's done. Right. That's the opportunity for you to take a sober assessment of what worked for you, what did not work for you, and what vision, or like, what is the vision, and are you closer to that? Because that's when you get the learnings to figure out what you need to double down on and what you don't. What do you need to double down on and what you don't? All right? If anybody's telling you know anybody that does any iota of investing out there, a little smidget of investing. One of the things that you consistently do is you you check that that stock ticker. You want to know if the share price is up or the share price is down. Does it make more sense to keep investing money in the stock or should I extract my money now while I have profits? Do I need to find the next opportunity to invest in? Right. You should be doing the exact same thing with your business. You should be looking and saying, what is my share price? Is it up or is it down? I, I shared with Jimmy um, I actually ended up coming across one of. One of the entrepreneurs that I, that I follow and I've been fortunate enough to have a front row seat to their success and they've built out their business over the past couple of years. And I'm also been blessed enough um, to have them call me, uh, mentor and reach out to me for guidance when they're having to make difficult decisions or use me as a sounding board. Like we talked about having a circle of folks. Um, you know, um, to counsel using me as a sounding board when they're making major decisions in their business. And for this individual specifically, they're going through the process of building out a um, a cleaning business. And initially, when they got started, they were all in on the strategy of dominating the residential space. Um, and I'm talking about went all in from a branding perspective, from an investment perspective. I'm talking about purchasing leads I'm talking about using lead aggregators. I'm talking about building out uh, click funnels, landing pages, all of this stuff, chat bots going in on chat bots and all this stuff, because they said, I'm going to I'm going to set up like we talked about, right, set up my infrastructure for success and scalability. And even if I don't have one client right now, I got to build it so that when i pop off and i get 100 clients, 200 clients, 500 clients like you know potential clients hitting my landing pages, i have the processes in place to handle that. And they went all in. And they went all in on the residential. And in that first year, they ended up taking a $16,000 loss uh in their business. Now, there was an opportunity for them out of their stubbornness to double down and say, "Nah, it's just it's not the right to like um, it's just a function of timing. I just got to keep at this, right? But they didn't do that. What I applaud them for is that they sat back and they took stock of what went well for them and what wasn't working well. They knew that their processes worked. They knew that the, uh, the attention to detail and the approach of how they were scaling their business was right. It was sound. The issue was the client that the client base that they were targeting. There's not a high level of repeatability in a, the residential cleaning space, right? The, um, the customer acquisition cost is, um, is not sustainable unless you can scale large. And then even then, you probably have more success being a lead aggregator where you outsource some of that work to other folks as opposed to actually executing on fulfilling the service yourself, right? <clears throat> because you have to insulate yourself from the cost a little bit um, and for our entrepreneurs out there that are listening and following along, hopefully the things I'm talking about uh, make sense. You're following along with me, um, you know, as, as I kind of talk about these things at, at, a, at a very, very high level. Right. But some of the decisions that they were wrestling with in that process. And finally, they came to the realization. I need to pivot in strategy around who I'm targeting in my client base. I need to go after enterprise clients. Why? Because they're. Their um, financial success is directly tied to them being able to turn the property, them being able to have a space that is clean, as free of hazards and the whole nine so that They can attract more clients. So there's one there's there's vested interest. There's mutual interest there, Two, because they have uh, because they have set events and schedules, they are they have to budget and plan on a quarterly and an annual basis, not a, hey, I'm getting ready to throw a party and I need to get this cleaned up really quick type basis, right? Which means now that I can be a line item in their annual budget from a business perspective. That also means that um, it's um, acceptable. It's common practice in the business industry for folks to pay a portion of the their um, their fees upfront as a retainer Right. Because now you also need to be able to have me on call for unexpected emergencies that may come up in terms of a quick clean or a quick turn. And so um, she went all in on saying, hey, I'm going to get after enterprise clients. I'm going to get after clubs. I'm going to get after event spaces. I'm going to get after real estate companies or property management companies that need to quick turn some of these properties. And from there, they never looked back extreme success. And now they take the occasional residential cleaning when they want to as a form to supplement, you know, um, you know, maybe some of the things that they're doing. But it's not the primary vehicle for, you know, driving revenue for for their business. And from there, they went from taking a a five figure loss on the year to starting to turn out five figure months of revenue. Right. And so. I'm sharing that to say, you know, for our entrepreneurs that are out there, as you've gone through that planning process that we talked about in the last episode, really start to ask yourself and take stock of what was working and what wasn't and where do I need to double down with? And is there anything in there that I need to let go of in order to grow right in order to grow um, much like um, this entrepreneur did much like Fred Taylor um, has made the decision to do. Saying hey, I need to let go in order to grow. Um, because this is not the space um that I need to invest my energy, my resources, my talent um in order to reach that next level of success.
0: The other thing I would I would add, you know, to to your original question too, is and we, we talked a little bit about this last week. So um what is it going to take for me to make this and to do it successfully? And just like we talked on, on, on the last episode about your goals, and am I willing to do what I need to do in mm-hmm. order to achieve that goal? Mm-hmm. Am I willing to mm-hmm. do what's necessary to success, to the best of my ability, right? Because it's not guaranteed, but I'm going to do everything to, to give it all I got to make this a success. As an example, mm-hmm. uh, beginning of the year, we're in January, uh, we're five, five years uh, coming up on the closing of Trinity Fitness. Uh, And if you guys have followed us for some time, you know uh, most of that story. If you're a new listener, uh, I was the the owner and uh, director of Trinity Fitness Central Florida. And there there came a point where we knew that the, not necessarily that the business had to shut down, but we knew that we were going to have to find a new location or stop doing this, this nonprofit, basically fitness ministry that we had. Um, And those, those conversations that I had with myself, uh, even with my wife and others, you know, I knew, I started to think about, okay, what are some options? I can turn this into a profit gym. I can maybe start my own nonprofit, you know, uh, fitness ministry organization and do it that way. Mm -hmm. But at that point I was coming up on 40 and I was thinking about, you know, I had, because of financially where we were at, I had just gotten back into the workforce, working with you again, uh, and that situation at, at our old employer. And I just realized that I wasn't ready. Not that I wasn't ready. I wasn't willing at that time to say I'm I have the energy, the stamina right now, the mental wherewithal. And I also knew um the not necessarily in a bad way, but like the stress, you know, that it put on my family, on my wife, my kids at the yeah. time. Like this was something that we all went in on, you know what I mean? And to say, OK, we're going to close this down or pivot and mm-hmm. move you know move the gym to another spot maybe into claremont for those that are not here in our, in our area that would have been like a, a 40 minute or so you know location change and having to find them it was just so many things that went into that and i just knew and i had to be real with myself i was not prepared to go through all of those things again to make that type of pivot um i also realized You know, I wanted to be a good steward of the opportunity I had uh, in in the workplace, and I had to let it go. You know, I had to let it go so that I can be a good steward, do the things I needed to do in that new space. Um, Ultimately, though, it did lead to growth. You know, there were still things uh, as a leader from a business perspective, you know, that that I was able to to learn and grow from. Um, Our relationship got rekindled. You know, our relationship continued to grow from that perspective, which has led us to where we're at today. You know what I mean? So um, I think sometimes you have to take, again, depending on how big, you know, that pivot is, am I willing to do everything that's necessary in order to make this happen? Um, And if not, then you have to really take that into consideration and maybe not move forward in in that pivot and just let it go completely.
1: What I love about what you're sharing, bro, is that it's another... It's another interpretation of something that we've been talking about. We've shared before around negotiating from a position of strength, and the price being the price. Right mm-hmm. now, you heard us mention that before when we talk about understanding your value as an entrepreneur. Because at the end of the day, the value that you assess or assign to your your service is the value you assign to your time. Mm-hmm. Right. You heard us mention that before. Um, and we've gone through this exercise even with one of our coaching clients, you heard all of y'all have heard us mention Henry plenty of plenty of times. If you've been following us over the past couple of seasons, if not, Henry, um, is the owner of, uh, bladed luxury, uh, personal grooming. He's been building out a personal grooming brand. He's not just a barber, not just a man who, um, you know, whose hands blessed his head. Um, not this cut though, specifically, I'm sorry. Uh, Henry, but yeah i had to it was in orlando we were getting ready to take the trip so i went to go see the og barber and uh nary there's only two people i let touch my head three actually there's only one more person uh but three people in my entire life i let touch my head outside of that nobody else right so um but we we talked about this specifically with him because his henry has continued to Um, elevate his clientele, his client base, as he continues to go after a very specific niche and purpose in terms of what he envisions his brand being, right? Being again, a grooming consultant Um, that, that also requires you to assess the right value on your skills that you bring to the table. Mm -hmm. And through that, you may have some clients that say, Nah, bro. I'm not. I'm not paying sixty dollars a cut. I'm not paying seventy dollars a cut. I'm not paying a hundred dollars a cut. Um, one hundred and twenty-five, one hundred and thirty dollars, one hundred and fifty dollars a cut. Um, and that's fine, right? Because they've assigned a certain value, um, to what that cut means for them. But you have to be able to posi- to negotiate from a position of strength and have clarity in the value you bring to the table, and then saying the price is the price and doubling down on that, right? But I want to actually take what you said and flip that, because to your point, when you're talking about pivoting and we talk about what you have to give up in order to attain some of these things um, that we you know, we we lay out as successor to find a successor that we're working towards. Also realize with that the price is the price. The price is the price. So if it means sacrificing time, if it means sacrificing um. You know, maybe another another hobby because you need to invest it in learning, refining a skill or learning a skill or growing something. If it means sacrificing financially in terms of scaling back, right, scaling back your costs because you need to invest in, you know, securing startup capital for your business and you don't have a way to, to have access to other capital that's out there. If it means that, hey, I have to put in extra time to monetize my other skill sets so that I can find the startup capital for what I'm doing. If it means making the decision to finally transition away from maybe my nine to five to go all in on this business, because that's what's required in order to grow it. The price is the price. And there's no way, no way you can come up short. No, or maybe staying in that nine to
0: five a little bit longer so you can continue to financially put yourself in a better spot so that you can comfortably say, you know what, it's time. I've, yep. I've done the things I need to do. I've cut back where I needed to cut back. I've gotten off of debt. Now this side hustle ain't a side hustle no more. This is about to be uh, all day, always boom. Yep. always moving, right? Hey. And, and uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to take this to the next level because I've, I've sacrificed it a... yeah, I kind of pause on using that word. I've taken the steps to, to do what was necessary to allow me to now take my business to, to that next level. Um, so yeah, I and mean, there's so many different angles, right. When it comes to, to letting go, letting go so that you can grow. Um, just cause you're doing something, just cause you're doing something right. Doesn't mean that you're, you're doing the right thing. You know, mm-hmm. you've me say that a number of times, man. It, it's just important to make sure that, you know, the, the actions that you're taking are truly leading you down the right place. And, you know the price, you know your value, you know what you bring to the table. You don't shortchange yourself for anybody. At the same time, you also know the cost of what it's gonna take for you to to make those those, those pivots, to make those changes in your business uh, and to let go so that you can grow. And again, you can just you can take it to the next level, man. Um, we even, you know, from a, from a, a branding, Kind of marketing perspective. We even had that conversation again as we were getting ready for this new season. At the beginning of of this episode, I mentioned uh, our our podcast, uh, our pod, well, the social media platforms that we're on. Um, you probably haven't really seen us that much on Twitter. You may not see us as much on certain podcast platforms because we gotta let some of that stuff go. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be there, but we, we don't we don't have a huge. We don't have a team. It's just you and I. Right. So we don't have a social media team that's handling all of those things for us. uh, And it takes time. So it's better to double down on one or two platforms and focusing really on even getting better at what we're doing from a podcast perspective. And all of the wonderful followers that we have on Podbeam itself and that specific platform to say, hey, like this is this is where folks are at. This mm-hmm. is where we're building this community and this following. Again, we appreciate y'all so much for hitting that button. If you haven't done so, make sure you go ahead and follow this podcast on Podbeam or again any major platform that you're listening to us so on. Um, but again, it's it's letting go of some of those other things and other spaces so that we can continue to grow where we're at and continue to bring as much value as we can to
1: our uncompromising folks out there. No, absolutely, man. I appreciate you sharing that. So for entrepreneurs out there, um, we're going to land this plane and uh, I will do the courtesy of just recapping a little bit some of these golden nuggets that were dropped along the way. But the first is understanding that when we talk about letting go to grow, it may mean letting go of bad habits, letting go of certain relationships, letting go of processes and strategies. The only way you're going to ever know if it's time to pivot and to do something different is to first reorient yourself in your purpose and have clarity on that. Also to seek out counsel from those that you trust or communities or coaches that you trust. Again, if you don't have, um, you know, a group of folks that you consider counsel, that's fine. Connect with a coach socialize your thought process with uh experts in those respective fields or find a community of entrepreneurs that you can um you know group source some of the things that you're talking about and that at the end of the day uh even when it comes time to pivot to make sure that you are prepared for the success that is going to come again in the words of our good 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 friend and uh guest from last season, Alan C. Paul Um, Co-host of Gods and Gigs podcast, Uh, you know, that if you are not prepared for when the best comes, it is almost like the best never came. So make sure that you prepare, you prepare for when the best comes. And that also understanding that, you know, at the end of the day, the price is the price. In both aspects of it, when you're negotiating from a position of strength and understanding what you're asking for and understanding your your value as your pivoting strategy. Again, don't compromise the price is the price, but also what it takes in order to execute on that pivoting strategy and grow your business. That price is that price and ain't no way for you um, way for you to shortchange it. So um, with that being said, now that we've recapped. We're gonna go ahead and let go of this episode, <laughs> <All> <laughs> episode. And, but I'll come back to you guys uh, next week, next Wednesday same hot hot uh, content, same space location. Um, again, if you haven't done so, please make sure that um, you follow us on all social media platforms that you like but don't just like comment we've you've heard us mention this before right we want to connect with you all we want to connect with our community so please comment provide some feedback that's the only way that we're going to continue to grow um and make sure that we meet the needs of our audience out there um and until next time y'all god bless stay Stay encouraged
0: You have just listened to the Uncompromising Entrepreneur podcast hosted by Jimmy Gonzalez and Devon Watts. Thank you. And we hope that you pursue your passion, create profits and build a legacy. Until next time, y'all.